What's up, everybody? Tommy Brandon here. Welcome to the Wide in the Middle of Your Home for All Things Racing. And with you, as always, my man Keith Bradley. Keith, how was your holiday? Well, it was good. We celebrated Christmas two days early because I was off and then wasn't off. So I worked <laughs> Christmas, so it is what it is. I, I don't feel like ranting about that because I can go on all day about how pissed off I was. But it was good. How was yours? It was good, man. Um, I had a good time. I, uh, you know, I was able to, um, spend some time with the family and we had everybody over on Christmas Eve for a little bit. We went out to my in-laws on Christmas Eve. Uh, you know, my wife, they're from, you know, she's, she's from Mexico and like down in Mexico, like they don't celebrate Christmas like we do. Christmas Eve for them, is almost like New Year's Eve. So they actually like stay up till midnight and you, you know, you like kiss the baby Jesus in the manger and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's stuff like that. And so we, we were up really late. We didn't stay up quite till midnight, but we were over there and then we came back and, um, the next morning, Christmas morning, we did presents with the kids because we, we don't, I got it a gift for my wife. I told my wife repeatedly, she's like, do you want me? She's like, what do you want? I'm like, don't get me anything. I don't, I don't want anything. Please don't get me anything. And, um, she didn't, I was like, thank you for listening. Cause normally she won't listen to me and she'll just give me something anyways. I'm like, don't, don't get me anything. I don't want anything. So, um, I got one gift for her. Got, you know, I gave my daughter money. She's 18. I don't know what to buy her. I mean, my God, Right. Like, is there a man out there right now with an 18 year old girl who's like, this is what she wants. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So I gave her some money. <laughs> we gave her some money um, and then, you know, got my son a couple of gifts and um, he got a he did get a cool gift from Santa this year, which uh, um, might be his last gift from Santa. Um, but we're going to go to next weekend is the. uh the AMA Monster Energy Supercross series. They're down in San Francisco. And we're gonna go check we're gonna go check those out. So he was he was stoked about that because he wants to he wants to race motorcycles. And yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna go check that out. So it should be fun. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Anymore it's like gift cards and money. It's just easier because then you could take them and be like, all right, pick stuff out that you want. Yeah, trying to figure out what you want, because like as my kids get older, they get harder to buy for. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, you know, like I was telling my wife one day because I, I had gone out shop, I had went out shopping, and I came back with nothing. I spent like four hours of my life and, and got no presents for the kids. And my wife was like, you couldn't find it. I said, I don't know what to get. I'm like, babe, what do you get? What present do you buy for somebody who? has so much right and look my kid it's not like my kids get everything that they want they don't you know but they my kids are are good you know what i mean like they're good and i told my wife i was like you know every generation for as long as i can remember always says the same thing they 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 want their kids to have it better than them i said you know we weren't rich when i was growing up but we weren't poor i go and our kids are pretty you know we're, we're, they got it pretty good so i'm like what the hell else do i get them except more of the same right like my son loves lego okay well i can get him some more legos i mean different ones but you know it's it's stuff like that and you're like you want to it's christmas and so you know we cut back on all the gifts you know none of the adults give to one another anymore i don't buy for my parents anymore they don't buy for us we don't buy for my grandma she don't grab you know once you get above like but you know once you're an adult like it, that's it we it's it's done now and, um, cause we, a few years ago, uh, my first time to Mexico years ago, probably six, seven years ago now. And I, you know, you don't realize the commercialization of Christmas in America until you go somewhere else for it. And you're like, wow, this is nuts. We, we are way over the top here in, in this country. So, so yeah, we've just cut all that back. And so it's just like, yeah, one or two things and we're good. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm glad because it saves me on a lot of time. So yeah, money, gift cards, you know, one thing, one present, we're we're good to go. So yeah, it. But overall, it was good. It was it was fun. How was your New Year's? Did you guys celebrate New Year's? 
Um, no, I was at work, unfortunately. Um, I got stuck with all the holidays, but hey, holiday pay is always nice when yeah. your other boss that thinks he's your boss mm-hmm. corrects your time card and you <laughs> get screwed out of it, but that's nor here nor there. But no, I was, I was at work, so... Yeah. I mean, I'm over. I'm over the New Year's party stuff. I, that's just not my Dude, thing. I me don't, too. I don't even find the ball drop exciting. Why wait around all day to watch a ball drop in like what a minute and be like, "All right, what do we do now?" Yeah, we. I mean, we <laughs> stay, we stayed up for it because of the kids, right? Yeah, you know, the I kids, the that. kids, the kids don't, you know. And um, we were over at my in-laws, and there was about, you know, fifteen of us. You know, and um, there's a couple of girls that are both 18 and then there's a 14 year old and a 13 year old and, you know, a couple 10 year olds. And then we got some really young ones that are like under five. But I mean, like they're excited about it. And like we went over there about like five, six o'clock and we were there till midnight. Um, You know, I made dinner. I made, um, you know, like ribs for everybody. And we had tamales like we had a bunch of food and stuff. So we just hung out and talked and basically did that. But you know, and once midnight hits, it's happy new year and everybody gives each other a hug and give my wife a kiss. And it's like, all right, let's get in the car. We got to go. <laughs> Cause I, I actually had work to do the next day. So <laughs> I didn't have the glass business, but I had, I had stuff to do on the computer. So I was like, I, we got to get back. I got work to do. So, so yeah, that was our, that was our new year's, but I'm with you, man. The the big party and the drink and stuff like I have no desire to do that anymore. I have none. I, nah. I just, uh, I'm over it. I mean, I, I don't mind to like drink a beer every once in a while when I'm at the racetrack and it's extremely hot out. But outside of that, I haven't had a beer yeah. in like two years. You got kids and that nah, just. Yeah. I, s- I see people when they're hammered drunk and I'm just like, nope, don't have any desire to do that. Cause I remember being like that myself when I was, you know, late yeah. teens, early twenties. Right. Yeah. And to me, I think there is nothing in the world that sounds more unfun than to wake up the following morning with a hangover like i think you've only got so many of those free passes in your life you know what i mean like where you can get hammered and then the next day wake up and feel okay and i ran out of those a long time ago a long time ago so i'm just like i'm good you know like i'll have a like you know if it's a birthday party something like that like i'll have if i'm barbecuing i'll have a beer um and i drink it because i like the taste of it like i drink you know like like really like dark ales and lagers stuff like that i drink a lot of craft beer stuff or i might have like a you know take my wife to napa and we have you know we'll do like a wine tasting and then rarely on maybe maybe a really stressful week i might cap off the week with the glass of scotch because i do i do like scotch i do do like scotch but uh for the most part i i do that i might do that i can count on one hand that the amount of times I do that in a year. So yeah, I'm with you, man. The whole party thing, I'm over. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm me good. too. So like I I say that, but I mean heck the last time I drank heavily was when I went to the foreground, I think. Yeah. And when I was there I didn't drink at all this last year. I didn't drink at all. Um usually around the foreground it's too cold. Yeah, we were pretty fortunate this year with the weather at the foreground. It wasn't cold at all. Um, it, I mean, there were, like at night when the sun went down, it, it cooled a little bit, you know, and but it wasn't like super cold. Like like Bruce, who lives back there, I mean, he was telling us he's like, we're pretty fortunate. He's like, this is a pretty good weather. Usually, it's a lot colder than this. So yeah, not very lucky. Very, yeah, very lucky. Yeah. So <laughs> but anyways, we've got a awesome show for you guys. Today is our chili bowl extravaganza. We are literally just doing chili bowl. Um and not that there isn't other news to cover in racing. There is, but for the most part, it pales in comparison to Chili Bowl. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't spend a bunch of time watching the Tulsa shootout. Uh I think that the Tulsa shootout is awesome. I think it's great that a lot of these guys, you know, Bush, uh, you know, uh, Ricky Thornton Jr., all these guys go and race it. Like that's sweet, but I, I, I don't want to watch it. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of stuff going on, but for the most part, it's really chilly bowl. That's the big news right now. That's what, that's the big event coming up. And, um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. We're going to go through the prelims. Me and Keith are going to give you our, uh, 
top two drivers. So basically the two drivers that we think are going to advance to the, the feature to Saturday night from their prelim. And then we're going to give you our winner. Plus, we're going to give you who we think is going to be the most surprising driver of the week. And then also the most disappointing driver of the week. So, Keith, are you ready? You got your list of drivers, your list of names? Let's do it. All right. So as of right now, and I want to put a big uh, asterisk next to this. as This is the list as of today, the time of recording this. January 4th, 2024. They're up to it's three almost 370 entries, I think. Um, there are some names that are on the list or some cars on the list that are they still don't have a driver, it just says to be announced. So um the day that these guys are racing might change. I don't think the main drivers, I don't think they're gonna be going to Logan CV and saying, Hey man, you're not running Friday night, now you're going to Thursday. I the main drivers, they're not gonna do that, right? Some of the the mid and lower tier drivers, they might move around, but the top guys who've got their their prelim night, you know, that they've been running for the last five years, ten years, they're gonna be on it. So we shouldn't see too much change with this. All right. So that being said, first up on Monday night, uh, we've got actually quite a few names on the list running Monday night. So Shane Golovic, Chris Windham, Tanner Carrick, Michael Pickens, Chase Briscoe, Jason McDougal, uh, Nick Hoffman is going to be running. Jacob Denny and Jerry Coons Jr. So that's just some of the names that are running on Monday night. Um, Monday night to me, Keith, it seems kind of kind of wide open. Um, you know, I I didn't mention, you know, Taylor Reimer's also running Monday night. Noah Gass, I don't know to be honest how good Noah Gass is gonna be in a midget, but he's also running. Um, hell, Sam Sam Hayford Teep Jr. is running on Monday night. Like you've got some some interesting names running on Monday night, including Cannon McIntosh. That was one I also forgot to mention. So who who do you like on Monday night right now? Um I like Jerry Coons Jr. and Chris Wyndham. Those are your two? Those are my two that I picked. I mean, it was just hard because, I mean, how you got a former champion and Tanner Carrick sitting there. And, I mean, USAC champion, uh, yeah. Tanner Carrick. Uh, it was just pretty hard. But that those were the two names that I kept going back to because you get – when I look at who's in the Chili Bowl, who's in what prelim, I, I, I think of, okay, how many races have they ran there? Because it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a long, drawn-out day. And usually the guys that have raced there the most, that has the most attrition and know what to do when the time comes, usually they're the ones to watch out for. And that's why I picked Jerry Coons and Chris Wyndham both. They've raced there a bunch of times. Yes. And they have the Chili Bowl experience on rushing through everything and then hurry up and sitting. And yeah, and everything. that's and, that's important. Uh, it's very important because it and and this ain't no knock to nobody that's never ran the Chili Bowl that is attempting it their first time this year or soon. It's just very hard. It's yep. very it's very hard race to make. It and, is. It's difficult. And that's why I picked those two. I, yeah. I think Jerry Coons ran there really well last year, and Chris Wyndham's, I think, has been the most underrated midget racer when it comes to the chili bowl outside yeah, of maybe I, two or three others. I think Wyndham I think Wyndham's underrated overall. I think Wyndham just gets Absolutely. overlooked overall. I really do. The, the the guy can drive, man. Um but I'm with you, you know, having been to the Chili Bowl personally, having having run in the Chili Bowl. When I say run, I mean we took cars back there. I was not driving, but having run in the Chili Bowl um, we took four cars. We had four entries when we went and, and this was years ago. There wasn't, it wasn't five nights of prelims. I want to say it was three nights of prelims and it was a lot of hurry up, wait, hurry up, wait. It's very hard to get into a rhythm when you go to, um, you know, your average weekly show or even if you go to like a big event like maybe the outlaws are in town or or you know USAC's racing and you're running with them right because we ran with USAC a, a bunch 
when they would come out to the West Coast. There's a rhythm to the event, right? You got hot laps, you got qualifying. There might be another class of cars running with you. All right, so they're running. While they're running, that's when you're working on the car. And then it's your time for the heat race. You run heat races. And then based on that, you might have a long wait until the feature, or you might be in a concy and then the feature. But either way, no matter what happens to you, there's a rhythm that you have. And while the other cars are on the track, you're figuring out what to do to the car, doing it, and getting ready for your next race. There's not this huge lull. Chili Bowl, you go out, you run good in your your two heat races and get some passing points. You're in the feature. You are sitting around for a very long time, very long time. And being able to just get on the track and know the way that this track is going to wear in, what's going to happen with it. Um, because even though they, they're constantly grading it, scraping it, watering it, doing all the work that they do to it. Um, it always wears in fairly consistent. You're going to see it start to, you know, wear in pretty consistent night to night, even though it's a different night, different prep, all that stuff like that. It's pretty consistent. So I'm with you, man. Having that experience is a big, big deal. And when you say sit around for a long time, you don't mean like 30 minutes. No, no, no. It's, it's a couple of hours. hours. It's hours. (laughs) It's hours and a long time. Like I've seen and heard stories of guys that have ran their heat race and then was able to take a four hour nap before Mm -hmm. everything else even started. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Yep. It's, it's a lot, man. And look, you know, they've got 360 cars right now. And you're talking about over, over five nights. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot of cars. And not only that, when you get to Saturday, you've got everybody running, right? I mean, you're talking, you're talking, they have like G mains and there's two of each. There's two, you know, except the A, there's only one A, but everything else, there's two of each. So it's so much racing. There's so much going on. And that starts at nine o'clock in the morning. Usually. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you got to be at the expo center early, Yep. very yep. early. Yep. It's a hard week. It's a really hard week, man. It's um, it's it's a difficult week, and you're almost guaranteed to come back after Chili Bowl feeling like crap. So, but yeah, Chris Windham. Anyways, Chris Windham, Jerry Coons. I like both those picks. Um, you do have one of my picks, which is Chris Windham. Uh, like I said, I think Chris Windham is one of the most overlooked uh, and underrated drivers in all of racing. I really do. I think the guy is so good and I think he gets looked over for a bunch of reasons. Um, I think people look at him as kind of like the other NOS guy, right? Like I, I think he gets looked at that as that sometimes where it's like, Oh yeah, he drives NOS too, right? He's, he's like the other guy behind sunshine and Hodden shield. Like, I think that's how people look at him and it's really unfair because he's a stud. The guy can drive anything. So yeah, I've got Wyndham. And then I'm actually going to be going with Tanner Carrick. Um, I like it. I think I think Tanner Carrick is going to have himself a really good Chili Bowl, and uh, yeah, so he's going to be my my second pick. Who do you have winning the prelim? Uh, Wyndham. You got Wyndham winning. See, I've got yep. Wyndham winning as well. So it's just you can't bet against the guy. You yeah, really it's can. it's hard to bet against a man, and Especially I in big moments. Yeah, as much as I would like to pick somebody else, I just um I was I was kind of pick you know I was I was torn between Tanner Carrick and Cannon McIntosh, um but I was like ah, I'm gonna go with uh gonna go with Carrick, so well and and it's so hard to not pick a vet because you, when I think of when I go to pick I, I put everything in account like is this driver good getting through lap traffic? Because that's going to be a big factor. Yes. Be in lap traffic in 10 laps, five mm-hmm. laps, sometimes yeah. less, sometimes longer, yep. depending on when and how the cautions fall that I just, you can't pick against Chris Wyndham. I've backfired on that multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on to, Night number two, which is Tuesday. And keep in mind when I say night number two, I'm talking prelims. I'm not, we're not counting Sunday night's practice. So night number two of the prelims, uh, some notable names is the nerd assassin, Buddy Kofoid, uh, David Gravel. We got Timez, Colby Copeland, Zach Dom, Tanner Holmes, Chase McDermott are just some of the guys running on Tuesday night. Um, 
Keith, who who is it that you are liking on Tuesday night? I'm afraid we're going to end up with a lot of the same drivers here. Well, Tuesday was hard for me because it it's semi-stacked. I mean, it really it is. It is. It is. There's some really good drivers. Um, I went with Timez, of course. Um, he's usually really good when it comes to his prelim night at the Chili Bowl. And Buddy, I mean, the guy's just a, a freak in nature when it comes to the Chili Bowl. Yeah, he is. Um, you know, he was the last guy. I mean, he dethroned Larson on the prelim night, right? Larson owned Tuesday nights for years. And Buddy, in that year that he had where he was just on fire, dethroned the king. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't happen often. And he did it. So, yeah, I think Buddy Kofoid in a midget is... I think you can count on one hand and have fingers left over the number of guys who can compete with him, you know, on a night in night out basis. He's, he's insane. And obviously Timez is, he's really good there. He is fast. He had a awesome showing, um, what week or two ago at, uh, what was that? Ducoin. Um, yeah, they got they the ended win. Up they yeah. ended up winning and they were one of like only two or three people running on the, spec chili bowl tire so they were actually at more of a disadvantage than everybody else and they still won i do think uh we've we've got this exact same pick on tuesday nights i've, I've got buddy and um t-mez as well i almost went david gravel just because i knew we were going to have the same guys i knew it and i, was, <laughs> I almost picked david gravel just because but i'm like man i don't i'm like no i want to I, I i'm going with the nerd assassin and um I'm going with Timez. I actually really do think that uh, they've got that that chassis dialed. I, I really do, man. I um, think so, too. Yeah. And, and when I was making my picks, because I, I got on a little early before the podcast so I can read through all this and get it all sorted out, the only thing that worries me is the struggles that they have had. But I... I I really think they got it figured out at DeCoin, which helps them a ton. Yes. It, it was massive. That yeah. and I, I think Timaz is going to come into this Chili Bowl with some added motivation from the RMS stuff happening the way it happened. Yeah. And I think he will show up with a point to prove. And I actually have him winning the Tuesday night prelim. You have him winning Tuesday night? Okay, I've yeah. got Buddy winning Tuesday, so at least we'll be we'll be different on that. So. Well, and and I, I think it's going to be a close one. I, I think it's going to be between definitely team as a buddy. And I think Tuesday is the most stacked out of each night or out of every night so far. Um, dude, I just think when you come in with added motivation and a little bit of indoor momentum. Mm hmm. I know people hate the word momentum, but it's a real thing. Momentum is real. Yeah. Um, I think they're on the good side of this new chassis, the engine combination. I think they're going to be scary this this Chili Bowl season. I, I really think do. so too, man. Um, I when so there was there was uh two um episodes of Team S TV that I watched. And one of them, one of the episodes was them literally with that chassis just on the scales and they were just literally moving stuff in, you know, moving wheels in and out, adding a turn, taking a turn out, stuff like that. And if you watch the videos and you listen to the, cause they, they do a really good job of giving you kind of a behind the scenes at the racetrack, but also not sharing too much. Right. Because obviously people are secretive about their setups and what they're doing and stuff like that on dirt, which is completely understandable. But one of the things that you heard them talking about is it, it seems to be a different problem than everybody else has in terms of their grip, right? They're usually doing kind of the opposite of what other cars seem to be having trouble with. And so I think once they figure that out, it's going to be, it's going to be fast. It's going to be scary. And like they, they, they nailed it at DuCoin. They really did. And I think that they're going to be good here. I'm with you. I think Timez has got some um, added motivation going into the Chili Bowl because of the whole RMS deal. I also think he has less pressure as of that, you know, because of it. Um, 
you know, they've got this program that they threw together and, and they're doing all these different things. And, you know, he's got all these other things that he's wanting to run this year and, and do and stuff like that. So I think there's going to be a little bit more of a looseness to him that we haven't seen at least to start the year. And so I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be, and, I think it's going to be fun to watch. And to piggyback off that, if you've noticed, if you've watched his last, I'm going to say five videos, mm-hmm. you see a more relaxed and a less tense team has. Yeah. Because it, if you go and you watch some from the RMS towards the end of the breakup or the beginning of the breakup, you can, you can kind of sense how tense he was and how, yeah, there was definitely a stress a stress level yeah. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and hey, that that comes with racing, especially when you're struggling. And yes. And you're trying to prototype this car, and then the pressure of the team owner, because you know that's big, because the team yeah. owner wants to win. Yep. Because if not, he's losing money. Well, either yep. way, he's losing money. You're losing money uh, regardless in midgets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just I, I think this new team's just going to be scary in general overall. Yep. yep. Me too. So, looking forward to it. All right, Wednesday night. Wednesday night's another stack night, and Wednesday night's going to be interesting because we're going to see the first different Wednesday night winner in like a decade because Rico's not running. Rico is actually off in Australia kicking ass right now, which has been awesome. If you have not been watching the clips of Rico in Australia, you are missing out. It's been some incredible racing over there. Rico, Brad Sweet, and uh, Caleb or Callum, Callum Williamson. Um, they were at, I want to say it was Perth, but I could be wrong on the track. Um, but those three had a battle that was awesome. And I got to, you get to watch it from literally the cockpit view of Rico. And it was so cool to watch, man. One of the coolest videos I've ever seen, just in terms of access, being in the car with those guys as they're battling, you know, throwing these sliders at each other. It was so cool to watch, man. Yeah, and Enrico's a hell of a wheel, man. I got a little bit of a rant to start this week. Go for it. Go for it. Like it. <laughs> um, it just pisses me off, and it fucking aggravates me to no end when you have people talking out of their ass about dirt racing when they have no fucking clue what they're talking about. And, and this is pertaining to Rico not running the Chili Bowl this year. The, the exact quote was, is, it's just sad he's not racing because now there's no big names. Well... I'm sorry to tell you, <laughs> there's about, I would say, 20, 20, 25 big name race car drivers still racing in the Chili Bowl. Now, that being said, if you had a fucking clue about any type of dirt racing, I don't care if it's late models, modifieds, or sprint cars, mm-hmm. you could pick out those people. Yes, I, exactly. I think, I think if you don't know or have a clue about dirt racing, don't fucking speak on the subject. Don't speak on the matter. Yeah. And if you're going to speak on it, do some research and realize, oh, Rico's not racing because, one, he's in Australia mm-hmm. winning a shitload of races. Yeah. And he's trying to focus on his wing program because that's that's the main, that's his main source of income. Well, yeah, and they got a big season coming up with high limit. You know exactly. what I mean? They're and, running and not- for a championship. And not just the national series, but the weekly stuff, mm-hmm. the weekday races. Yep. Um, people don't realize what really goes into dirt racing, full-time dirt racing. I mean, I really can't speak on it either because I don't know, but I've lived that life of the weekend stuff and I know the, the how much work it takes, but it just, it, it's a lot. It, just, it, it is a lot and it just aggravates me. And I've, I wanted to rant on it because it's been sitting on my chest for three weeks. Yeah, it just, it's it's so stupid to hear people say that. Dumb. It's, it's so dumb. dumb. Yeah, because, yeah, you're right. Rico's not running. Kyle Larson's not running. Brad Sweet's not running. Christopher Bell's not running. Okay. It would be great if those guys were at the Chili Bowl. It would be, it would be awesome. But there's a lot of other people running, man. I mean, we just talked about some of the guys who are running. Right, Wyndham, Timez, Buddy Kofoid, like those guys are legit. Last year's winner, Logan Seavey's running, right? Tyler Courtney's running. I mean, there are some st- David Gravel's and, running, right? And I I'm think sorry. Carson Macedo's running. Like, there's some legit drivers running, man. Stars. But there, there is a bigger name on that entry list that will 
wipe the floor with Rico's name, and we haven't even talked about him. Sammy Swindell. That is probably the biggest name on that entry list. Yeah. Yeah, he's only won the Chili Bowl, what is it, like five times or something ridiculous like yeah, that? Yeah, he's only 70. <laughs> yeah. Or close to 70, and he's probably the biggest badass on that list, and mm-hmm. I will be upset when the day comes that he's not on the on the yep. prelim nights over Rico. I'm sorry, yep. but if you know anything about dirt racing, you would be able to pick that name out Yep, very quick. Yeah, I mean, so. he is a, literally a walking legend. So, and the fact that he's still out there racing uh, is amazing. He's like the 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 Kenny Schrader of open wheel dirt. It's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's awesome. So, uh, not to not to get off on that rant, but it just really pissed me off. It pisses yeah. me off when people speak when they shouldn't speak. Yeah. Well, that unfortunately that's the world that we live in now but anyway so speaking of wednesday nights and sammy swindell sammy swindell is running on wednesday night he is one of the bigger names on wednesday night along with sunshine jade avidishian dason Persley, jake swanson uh briggs danner kyle cummins cody swanson uh, michael facento and Corey day those are just some of the names on wednesday night so keith who are you Picking on Wednesday night. Well, since you didn't just name off all the big name drivers for the person that I'm calling out, I ain't gonna call <laughs> you up my name. I have a little more respect than that. But uh, I know I miss I, some. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna surprise you here. I'm going with Blake Hahn. Ooh. And I got Blake Hahn winning. Nice. He Blake Hahn showed up and showed out at the the Tulsa shootout. Like I know it's two different things, but Hey, the racetrack's the same. It the, is the way it races is, is the same different cars. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I figured I'd shoot at the hip here and I, I, I'm going with Blake on. I think he wins the Wednesday night prelim for the first time. Nice. Um, I've, I've got sunshine, which I kind of knew we would both have him. Um, uh, but I've got Sunshine finishing second. I've got Corey Day winning. <laughs> uh, if you watched the West Coast Swing when he was running uh, the Midgets, he was incredible. Um, yeah, Grand, Turkey Night Grand Prix, he ran up front a lot of that race. Uh, now, I do think he's in a different car. I don't think he's running for Willie Kane. I don't think he's running the Willie Kane Midget. I'd have to double check to make sure. But uh, the kid can drive. Uh, I mean, we've talked, I've talked about him for, it's a year now. Um, and I've been singing this kid's praises and I mean, obviously he's going to get put to the test this year, you know, running the full high limit schedule and everything else, but he's ran chili bowl before he's got a ton of talent. He's actually really good in the midgets, um, just because he doesn't run them all year long, but he is really good in the midgets. So I think he's going to actually have a big, big night and I'm looking for him to to pull off a a surprising victory on Wednesday night. He is in the Willie Kane car. Oh, is he? Okay, good. I can tell you right now, if there is somebody who knows how to set up a car for Chili Bowl, it's Willie Kane. Um, Absolutely. I I don't I don't know Willie. Will, so quick story. When I moved back to North Carolina and I was living with my buddy Lee uh, Watson Lee worked for Casey Kane racing. He Willie at the time was the crew chief on the sprint car team and Lee worked right under Willie. And, um, this was back before it was right before they, they hired Saldana. I can't remember who the driver was, but it was before they had Saldana. Was it Cody Dara? It, it could have been, I don't remember, man. Um, cause it was so long ago, but it was like right before Saldana. And we would go over to, because we lived a, just a few minutes from Willie's apartment, and we would go over to Willie's and we would watch like a NASCAR race with them on Sundays and stuff like that. And, and I would just go with Lee because I didn't know anybody back there. I was just meeting people. And we had went to like a Hooters Pro Cup race at Concord and stuff like that. And whenever we were around him, we would always be talking shop, like talking cars, talking the race cars and stuff like that. And I remember when we ran Chili Bowl, um, that was the year that Casey Kane was driving. I think it was the, the Durst car. It was the white car with the orange roll cage. Um, and 
they were they were insane fast. Billy was one basically setting that up. Insane fast. Well, I remember Lee actually had Willie's notebook, like his notebook, right? That he kept all of his notes in from not just Chili Bowl, but from like every track. I was blown away when I was reading it because it was like deciphering hieroglyphics, man. He he was on another level, right? At this time, keep in mind, I'm like 22, 23. I know some stuff, but I am, you know, I'm like a moron, right? Compared to, to Willie Kane. And I remember we were looking through this notebook and I saw the stuff that he had from that year's Chili Bowl. And I remember looking at it and being blown away because I remember how fast they were. I remember watching Casey Kane go through the corners literally almost the entire lap where his front tires never touched the ground. Like he would go into the corners, they would pick up off the ground, but the car would he didn't need a steering wheel. He could have taken his hands off the wheel. He could have he could have drove the car like a roller coaster, right? With both hands in the air. Like that's how hooked up and awesome that car. It was insane. It was insane. And the dude knows how to set up a car, man. He really does. And um, I, he also is kind of known for thinking outside the box, having, you know, new concepts, new designs. And that midget that they had on the West Coast Swing when USAC came uh, with, with Day behind the wheel was fast. So I'm, I'm looking for them to have a, a really, really big night, man. I think they're going to have a big prelim night. And I'm looking for Corey Day to actually run up front on Saturday night too. So yeah, that's, that's my pick. And, and it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. No, uh-uh. I think Corey days definitely made a really good name of himself and yes. it shows by who he's racing yep. for. Yep. And it's only going to get bigger. Absolutely. It's only going to get bigger. Yep. He's Absolutely. more people are going to learn about Corey day this year. And it might, yeah. might be in this Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. It might be. Yeah. All right. So Thursday night, we have Tanner Thorson, Spencer Baston, Anderson Axum, CJ Leary, Ricky Thornton Jr., Kaylee Bryson, Jesse Love, and Brady Bacon, just to name a few. Uh, Thursday night's pretty interesting because uh, you start going through a lot of the the guys running those names that I just named, and this is Thursday night's usually. Tanner Thorson, right? Like he, you know, he's one of those guys you can always kind of count on to be up front. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking we might see, uh, might see something a little bit different this year. So, uh, Keith, who do you got for Thursday night? So Thursday was really hard because there's a lot of good names to pick from. Mm-hmm. But I, I settled with Spencer Baston and Tanner Thorson, and then I got Spencer Baston upset and Tanner Thorson. I like it, man. Um. I I think Spencer Basin is going to have a good run. Um he is is he running for he's running for RMS at the Chili yeah, Bowl, right? Like, yeah. Same car yeah. he was in last year when he made it. Yep. So, um obviously he can drive. That's no surprise there. Uh and he's always ran really good at the Chili Bowl. You know, he's always been one of those consistently fast guys, someone to keep an eye out for. He might not be a favorite going into the weekend, but he's always someone to keep an eye out for. So I like that pick. Um, and then obviously Tanner Thorson, he's he's won the Chili Bowl. So, I mean, he, he won it back in, what was it, 2022. So uh, obviously the guy knows how to, to get around um, that track. So uh, for me, I went a little bit more outside the box on Thursday um just because I was like you know I I I need one night to not be chalk right like I kind of knew we were going to end up with some similar names here and I was like I need one night to just not be chalk and so what I did was is I'm going with it's gonna be a big surprise for people I'm going in the way back machine I am going to be picking, first of all, the guy I got finished in second, I'm going to go with the macho man, Brady Bacon, just because I wanted somebody different. And then for my winner, I'm going in the way back machine and I'm going to predict that JJ Yaley finds the fountain of youth <laughs> and uh, pulls off a, a miraculous win on Thursday night. Um, I, I think that would be incredible if he was able to do that, but. 
<laughs> what makes it funny for me is I I picked JJ Yaley last year on the same exact podcast on the same exact <laughs> night, and he, it didn't work for me. I hope it works for you. Yeah, I mean, thank God he's not a big name or anything. Yeah, I know. I I don't care what. I don't care how old that he's like Sammy Swindell to me. Like if you yeah. put him in a dirt car, I the, the dude can drive people don't know how good JJ Yaley is. Like you're it, it's, he's one of those guys that if you didn't grow up watching dirt racing, you know, when he was, when he was in his prime at his, the peak of his powers, you just don't realize how good that guy was. It's unfortunate because most people, yeah, most people think of him as a failed NASCAR driver. And it's like, no, 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 that's not the case. That would be, it's not to the same extent, but that's like thinking of Steve Kinzer as a failed NASCAR driver. It's like, no, 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 that's, that's a bad way to look at it. JJ Yaley was that guy, dude. Monster. Oh my God, dude. When he was running full-time USAC, it was insane, man. It was insane. And people don't realize he raced for Tony Stewart, hence the reason why he went to Joe Gibbs to race the 18. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, the dude, the dude could drive, man. He was a non-wing sprint car. Yep. So I still think he's, I still think he's got something. So uh, we'll see if he can, uh, we'll see if he can pull it off on Uh, uh, Thursday night. (laughs) I just hope on Thursday. Ashton Torgerson and his dad goes over and make sure they know how to properly latch their lap belt. We don't need the same situation happening last year that scared the ever-living shit out of everybody. Yeah. So let, let's hope that they do that. I know that's going to be a big talking point mm-hmm. on all the social media platforms come Thursday. Yeah. I just wanted to get it out there beforehand because, look, guys, if you've never raced in a, a dirt open wheel car had arm restraints them and it's not the cam lock it, it's just the regular old-fashioned mm-hmm. latch uh, yep. like, yeah the lock and latch that they call it or the lincoln latch if you have any sort of slack in your arm restraints it will get under there and it will pull the mm-hmm. belts off that's why you see a lot of race car drivers even outside of the chili bowl that will yeah. not wear arm restraints for that exact reason and and people don't realize how how much you're actually truly working the wheel. Like it looks like a lot on TV or whatever, mm-hmm. but in the car you're 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 sawing at the wheel. You're yeah. you're swatting bugs yep. basically. Yeah. And I agree to what you're saying. Yeah. Sometimes it gets kind of sketchy because you're like, I could just turn just a little bit more, but I know I can't because mm-hmm. I got I got some slack in my right arm. Yep. And we went to. I can't remember if it was just a the final race of the season or an open practice. And I tried running our sprint car without arm restraints just to see if I would like it better because they checked, but they didn't check. So I was like, well, I'll yeah. just put them on. I just won't latch them. I'll make it look like they are. Mm-hmm. It, I preferred to run them without it. Now, yeah, it's very dangerous because if you get upside down and you're knocked out, you have no control of where your arms are going and and then a sprint car and a midget that's just that's terrifying to me yes so, that's just asking for a an amputation yeah, yeah. anything that could go mm-hmm. wrong would go wrong especially in my case yep but i i could see why guys don't run them and then i could see why guys do run them i just hope that they take the appropriate steps in more precautions yeah, I'll, I'll use that word. Hopefully, definitely. they learn from it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because yeah, that was that was really scary. So terrifying. I think that was the scariest thing I've ever seen at the Chili Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So next up, Friday night. This is the night that, for the longest time, Justin Grant owned. Um, we got two heavy hitters. Last year's champion who essentially kicked off his incredible year with the Chili Bowl win, and that was Logan Seavey. Back in 39 car, Justin Grant, Tim McCready, Ryan Timms, Darren Pittman, Hunter Schoenberg, Hayden Reitenbold, and Bryant Wiedemann, just some of the guys running on Friday night. Keith, who do you got for Friday night? Oh, man. Um... 
I'm going with Justin Grant. And I had Logan Seavey, but I'm erasing Logan Seavey. I'm going against the grain. You did it for Thursday. I'm going to do it for Friday. I'm going to go Bryant Wiedemann. And I got nice. DC I Blue. like that. You got Grant winning? Yeah. He, he can't bet against the guy at the Jelly Bowl. I mean, he just, outside of last year, I think last year was a fluke. I think Justin Grant owns Fridays. I think he'll take the reins back from CV. But those are my two picks. Yeah, I think um, I'm with you. I think I've got Justin Grant winning. I've got Logan CV finishing second. Um, I wanted to pick, I actually wanted to pick Darren Pittman just because I've always been a bit, a big Darren Pittman fan, but I was like, I cannot, I, I just, you know, with CV running for Swindell, obviously we know the success Kevin Swindell had at this track. He dominated the Chili Bowl for like a four year stretch, five year stretch. I mean, he literally, he wasn't just winning his prelim. He won the damn event every single year for like half a decade. It was crazy. And I'm going to go back to the guy that was talking about the Chili Bowl on Wednesdays. If you don't know who Kevin Swindell is, yeah, seriously, YouTube his fucking name. Yeah. And then think back to what you said, man. There's no big names, but yep. hey. Yep. I mean, he went, he, uh, 2010 to 2013, he won it. And keep in mind, the year before he first won it in 2010, 2009, his dad won it. Right. I mean, like, let's and let's be honest here. <laughs> the Swindell name is pretty huge. <laughs> very big, especially yeah. at the Chili Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember watching and I'm and you can attest to this when both Swindells were throwing haymakers at each other. Like it was almost family feuding. Yeah. After the races, if one of them lost to the other one. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I I think CV is definitely going to be fast again i mean the the guy is is phenomenal in a midget obviously i mean he had an incredible year last year i think he's going to continue it i'm with you though i think justin grant's going to reclaim the the title on friday nights i actually think uh i had a hard time picking who i thought was going to win saturday and grant was definitely in the in the running um you know this is a event that he has gotten he's been so close to winning so many times and he's going to get one. I don't know when he's going to get one, but yeah, I think he's going to kick it off with a, with a good run on Friday night. And I think if anybody watched the dirt series that Fox and Flo did together, Mm -hmm. you can see how much the chili bowl truly just meant to him. Yeah. Like it's a big event that means a lot to everybody, but you could just see how much it really truly meant to him. You could see the ups and the downs and, and how pissed off it'll make you. Yep. It it yep. will. It'll aggravate the shit out of you till till you finally get the golden driller. Yep. It's a big event, man. And with them up in the purse and doing all the stuff that they're doing this year, which is awesome that they're doing that. Um, it's gonna be a a really big deal. So yeah, I think he's gonna come out strong on Friday night and get the get the win on his prelim. So just to recap our prelim nights, he. Night one, you've got Wyndham and Coons. Night two, you've got Timez and Buddy. Night three, you've got Blake Hahn and Sunshine. Night four, Spencer Basin and Tanner Thorson. Night number five, you've got Justin Grant and Bryant Wiedemann. So for me, night number one, I've got Chris Wyndham and Tanner Carrick. Night two, I've got Buddy winning over Timez. Night three, I've got Corey Day over Sunshine. Night four, I got J.J. Yaley and Brady Bacon. Night five, I got Justin Grant and Logan C.V. Pretty much night number four is going to be my make or break. So the way we'll score this is is uh, we'll just keep it really simple. Uh, we get a point for anybody, any of our guys who make it in the top two to the Saturday night. And then if one of our guys, if we get a, if we pick a winner correctly, then we'll get an extra bonus point for that. So we'll just keep it nice and simple. So final night, Saturday night, who do you, I should have told you this, pick your winner, pick your podium. Who's going to win? Who's going to finish second? Who's going to finish third? I got Tanner Thorson. Winning it? Winning. Winning. Um, JG second. 
And Team as third. And Team as third. I like it. Um, I could definitely see Tanner Thorson winning it again. Uh, Tanner Thorson is another guy. I don't think he gets the. I don't. I don't think he gets his flowers, man. I really don't. No, like, I don't think he, the guy gets the cred that he should. And and he don't. And I think it's because people thinks think that he comes off as an asshole. I spent a little bit of time with him when I went to the Four Crown. Um, he's very active on Twitter X, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you want to call it, or was whatever it's time. called now. Yeah, and. I can't remember what the hell I betted him, but it was sprint week, midget week. And he set quick time the night before. I almost won the race and junked it or something. But I, I made a bet with him. I was like, I don't think you can repeat it. I don't think you can go out and get quick time and, and sweep the night. And he did. <laughs> so I uh, tried to stay true to to my word. I we the bet was like a hundred bucks or something. He completely forgot about it. And so I walked down to his trailer and handed him money and he's like, What is this? We had a bet on Twitter, so I pulled up Twitter account, and showed him. And he's like, Oh, I thought you were just kidding. No, here. <laughs> <laughs> he made me eat crow. But Tanner Thorson's a good dude. He really is. He truly is. Um he had that horrible wreck with his truck and trailer where it broke both of his legs. Um I think he was doing asphalt stuff, NASCAR stuff at the time. Yeah. And it just completely took all that stuff away. And I think I truly humbled Tanner Thorson because he turned around and came back and either the year after or two years after won USAC midget championship with Keith Coons. Yeah. Um, but dude, he's he's definitely way underrated. Yeah, I and think not, so too. Not just a as a midget racer, but a midget mind, a racing mind. Yeah, that's um, something I don't think he gets. He does not get any credit for. No, not at all. Not yep. at all. Yep. Um, I remember when we went to the Four Crown. He actually had a car, and he wasn't he wasn't driving. Like he was like the owner crew chief of the car. Yep. And yep. there were people like, "What the hell? When did he? What? Why is he doing?" It's like, dude, that guy's like a genius. Like he, he's not like just some wheel man. Like he, he knows his knows his shit, man. Like he's like really, really smart when it comes to that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, I even when he won the Chili Bowl, I remember people being like, "Ah, Tanner Thorson, okay." It's like, dude, was, that guy's freaking good. Like I was he's really I, good. I, I, I was pumped. I thought it was exciting. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And I think it's a I think a lot of it has to do with uh it's unfortunate, but I think a lot of the guys that are considered like USAC guys, I don't think they get the the love that they should get. I really don't. Um even look at look at Sunshine, right? Tyler Courtney. When he was running just USAC stuff, when he was running midgets, non-wing, and crown, that Sunshine was, he didn't have the popularity that he's had since he's gone wing racing, right? Since he went in all-star championships and went and, you know, won the King's Royal and stuff like that. He didn't get the love that he should be getting. There's not even close, right? No. And he's one of the best out there. Absolutely. And, and he, I think, I think he stepped in some of the biggest shoes you could step into. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I mean, he took over Brian Clausen's stuff. Yeah. Impossible, and, and filled him in a in a big way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went out and showed his true talent. Yeah, and and that's what good teams do, and that that's what Tanner Thorson did at Keith Coons. And this is yep. what I hope that these young kids are learning when they're at Keith Coons: be a sponge and take in everything. Because yes, I mean, like Tima said, he's he's a walking setup book. Yeah, yep. You can take a lot from that, and I think that's where Tanner has really put himself above the rest. He, he mm-hmm. truly took everything he learned there and put it into his own program. And it shows, yep. I mean, the dude's just a freaking wheel man, whether it's in a midget, a non-wing sprint car in a Anything. wing car. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be doing wing racing this year too. So yeah, I, I like it, man. I think he's, he's definitely going to have a good run at the chili bowl. Uh, Justin Grant. I mean, we've already talked about it last year. I said, I thought he was the best you know, non-wing guy around in terms of just overall 
non-wing talent. I think Justin Grant is right there. He's insane. Um, he had a down year in the midget last year. He had a, he had a really down year, um, which was kind of shocking. You know, when you look at RMS and the team that they've been in the past for them to struggle the way that they, you know, with team as it, that was one thing, you know, with the whole engine program and doing all that stuff like that, they, they had reasons for it, but Grant's team, they, they didn't, they weren't doing experiments, right? They, they were, they were, you know, doing what they always do. And they were just off for most of the year. Now they obviously picked it up at the end and were incredibly fast and he's always fast at the chili bowl. So I, I like that pick. Um, and then team has, um, we already talked about that. I, he's fast at the chili bowl. I, I think he's going to be, uh, I think this year in the chili bowl, he's going to have a really, really good run. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go in a different route just because I had very similar picks. And if we have the same picks, there's not going to be a winner between us. So I'm going to go a different route here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going sunshine for the win. I've got the nerd assassin finishing second, which is buddy Kofoid. And then I'm going to have Corey day on the podium in third. Uh, I like it. And I yeah. can see all of it. I, I can really too. Can. Yeah, I could too. Yeah. If sunshine won the chili bowl, that wouldn't be a shock. No, uh, not you wouldn't be all. shocked <laughs> by that. Yeah. Um, if buddy Kofoid won the chili bowl, that wouldn't be a shock. I mean, the, the most shocking one out of our six picks would be Corey day just because he's so young, the experience, but I, even then the guy's so talented, you know, I could talk, you could talk yourself into it. So yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to pick Justin Grant to win it. I did. Um, and I think he's going to have a really good run, but I, I need, I just, I, after I saw your picks, I'm like, I, this was, this was my backup plan. My original three picks were Grant, CV and Timez. So obviously a lot of overlay there. So I'm going to, we're going to go the opposite way. I'm going sunshine buddy and Corey day. So we're going, we're going for the, uh, chili bowl pick them victory here. <laughs> so yeah, like that's it. who I got. All right, so finally, who is going to be your biggest surprise driver of the Chili Bowl? And surprise driver is just, a, it doesn't have to be an unknown driver. It could just be any driver that that you think is going to overachieve in their Chili Bowl results, right? So I'm going way out in left field. I, you ever find yourself in this, dark hole of youtube videos and you're just watching stuff well i knew we were prepping for the chili bowl so i was watching chili bowl videos on youtube i came across a flow racing video about johnny murdoch last year at chili bowl he always shows up with these crazy looking cars that's who i'm going with i been going to the chili bowl for 20 years never made the show i think this year is his best year i think he's going to come close to making it and it's just an exciting story to listen to, to watch. So any of you guys out there, I, su I highly suggest either getting on Flow or YouTube and, and just looking into Johnny Murdoch. It, it it was a funny watch. I like it. That's definitely outside the outside the box. I did not did not see that coming. Um, Told you it was out in left field. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, so I was trying to think about, you know, who would be a, you know, a surprise driver if they had a, a really good run. Right. And, you know, Johnny Murdoch making the main, obviously that would be huge. Um, I'm actually going to go with a different one. I'm, I'm just going to pick my homeboy. Uh, I'm going to pick my, our homeboy, Rylan Gray. I think Rylan's going to have a, he's ran the, he ran the Chili Bowl last year was his first time, obviously. He's got a full a full year of running, you know, midgets and non-wings and stuff under his belt. Um, he actually was just running the Tulsa shootout too, um, driving a bunch of stuff this year. And he's I'm gonna have him. I think I actually think Ryland's gonna make. I think he's gonna actually get to the B main this year. I don't know if he'll make the feature, but I think he'll make the B. 
And um, I'm going to tell you right now, making the B main at the Chili Bowl is a freaking accomplishment. Um, it is. When you get there and you see how many uh, cars are there and the way that it's scored and what you have to do to get up front in the feature, keep in mind, all right, we just went through our prelim nights. There's five prelim nights. They take the top two. They lock in the top two. That's it. That's it, right? And then you've got, on Saturday, you've got all those consolations to decide the rest of the field. And this is a tiny indoor track. It's not like they're putting 30 cars out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I think if you can make the B main at the Chili Bowl, I think that's huge. So yeah, I'm going to go go with our boy Ryland. I think he's going to have a good run at the Chili Bowl. All right, who is going to be your most disappointing driver? Logan Seavey. Ooh. Uh, nice. I, I just, I think the magic runs out. I, I think he still runs good. I just, I foresee the magic running out close to the end of the Chili Bowl Saturday. I think he'll still be running up front. I just see a heartbreak coming. I could see that. Um, I just, I feel like there's three guys showing up with points to prove with Tanner Thorson, and JG and Timaz, and they're going to be more than willing to do what they need to do. To yeah. Win. Yeah. I think, you know, and that's the thing with CV having the year he had last year and winning last year, if he were to finish outside the top 10, you could look at it as disappointing. I think that's unfair, but you could look at it as disappointing because he has been so good right? Like he has been so incredible. Um, so yeah, I could, um, I could see that man. Cause here's the thing. It doesn't take much. It only takes one thing to happen. You look a couple years ago, um, Brad sweets last chili bowl, he was winning the prelim and then one incident, boom, in the wall ends his prelim night. And now you're marred back in a C or D main on Saturday at a track that is incredibly hard to pass at and the laps just click off very, very fast. It's, I mean, when you're at that point, it is so hard to 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 advance and make it to the feature, right? It's so hard unless you are starting in one of those front spots. So it takes one bump, one wrong turn, one mistake, one other driver to do something stupid and ruin your night. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I could see I could see the magic wearing off a little bit, and he's he's had a lot of magic over the last twelve months. So, <laughs> could definitely see that. Um, I had trouble picking this one, man, uh, because I didn't know. I I was like, man, I don't know who I want to go with, uh, you know, because you're kind of like picking against somebody. Um, But I think my most disappointing driver, I'm going to be, I'm picking Cannon McIntosh. Uh, make no mistake, the guy can drive. He's good. He's one of the better, you know, midget drivers out there. Um, I think they're going to be, I, I just think that was just, that's just my pick. I don't think they're going to have a good chili bowl. I think it's going to be um, disappointing for them because for them, if you're Cannon McIntosh, you're showing up to the chili bowl, you're, expectation is making the feature. So I think he's going to miss out on it and it's going to be a disappointment. So that's my pick. All right. All right. So that is our chili bowl extravaganza. That is me and Keith's picks. Uh, whoever wins between us, will the other one will pay the other one some eye racing credits. We'll keep it nice and simple. So just to recap one more time, Keith on his prelim night, night number one, he's got Chris Windham, with the win and Jerry Coons Jr. in second. I have got Chris Wyndham uh, winning and Tanner Carrick in second. Night number two, 
Keith has got Timez with the win and Buddy Kofoid. I've got that flipped. I've got Buddy Kofoid winning and Timez second. Night number three, you've got Blake Hahn and Sunshine. I've got Corey Day over Sunshine. Night number four, which is going to be obviously the biggest difference between the two of us, you've got Spencer Baston and Tanner Thorson. I've got J.J. Yaley and Brady Bacon. <laughs> Night number five, Justin. we both have Justin Grant, and then you've got Wiedemann finish in second. I've got Logan Seafee. And then our podium for Saturday night, Keith, you've got Tanner Thorson, Justin Grant, and Timez. I've got Sunshine, the Nerd Assassin, and Corey Day, our biggest surprising drivers of the Chili Bowl. You've got Johnny Murdoch. I've got Ryland Gray. And then our biggest disappointments, you've got Logan Seavey, and I've got Cannon McIntosh. So that is going to conclude our Chili Bowl extravaganza. We will recap the Chili Bowl when it is all said and done. So we will be back. Not next week. We'll be back the following week. We're going to be getting here to where we're going to be going every other week now. Um, uh, probably every, more like every three weeks we'll be doing that until uh, we get to NASCAR season actually getting back underway. So we'll be back on the 18th um, to uh, wrap up the Chili Bowl and everything that happens. So Keith, enjoy the rest of your week enjoy the week of indoor racing that we've got at tulsa and uh yeah talk to you talk to you on the 18th will do you do the same and everybody that's going to the chili bowl enjoy it and try not to get the chili bowl sickness after yeah it happens it i got it our, our whole team got it um it's yeah it's almost unavoidable it and, really is and to the guy i've been calling out I suggest you sit down and watch the Chili Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah, see some of those drivers that you say aren't big stars because yeah. there's a lot of them out there. So yeah, that'll do it. Thank you very much, as always, for joining us. Appreciate you guys always uh, listening. And please download, like, share, subscribe, all that other good stuff. Give us a follow. Give us a rate and review. Whatever else you can do to support the pod as you've been doing. Keith and I really appreciate it and you do all that and we will be back here to do it all over again. So until next time, as always, take care.